Hello everyone, welcome back to the final Taqwa podcast, roll the intro. So whether you're on the cricket ground, Lang Park or the bush, you still gotta run, you still gotta tackle, and the scrums are not the same push. You give it some, you give some more, and you really give your all. Playing rugby league football, it's the greatest game of all. And here's a message about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our two sponsors. They are two locally owned Central Coast businesses. First one is the Grange Hotel in Wyoming. For a good drink, good food and good time, head over to the Grange, Wyoming. I recommend you go there on Monday nights because they have a special on schnitties. My favorite schnitty is the pepper gravy one. And our second sponsor is Zabara Clothing. Manufacturers and suppliers of teamwear and uniforms, head to www.zabara.com.au or visit their store in Erina, New South Wales, Australia. This episode is also sponsored by Boot Computers based in Gorican, New South Wales, Australia. They are a Microsoft registered refurbisher. So for all of your computer needs, whether it's you need networking, you need um, data recovery, you need new computers, you need old computers, you want them fixed, you want anything to do with computers, head over to Boot Computers in Gorican, New South Wales, Australia. Tell them CJ from the Final Tackle Podcast sent you. This episode is proudly partnered with NRL Universe. For all of your rugby league news, be it NRL, NRLW, Super League and more, head over to their website or their Facebook page to be updated on all things league related. They also have a lot of awesome podcasts on their website, including ours, as well as the Locker Room and Six Tackles with Gus Gould. So be sure to head over to their website. It's the best place to get your rugby league news fixed. I am joined by team member Ango. He talks all things manly, gives us updates on that. And also we have a very special guest. He is NRL Hall of Famer and manly legend Graham Eady. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Final Tackle Podcast. Not a problem. Anytime. So let's get started, really. Uh, first question, what was it like for you making your debut for Manly Warringah in 1971? That's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> a decent little innings ago, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, it was... Uh, when I went down there, it was... Uh, that was uh, under, I was of the understanding it was going to be reserve grade and all that, and I, and they put me in in a uh, in a game against South Sydney uh, for half a game, and uh, I was uh, just turned 17, and it was was uh, against blokes like uh, you know, John O'Neill, Bob McCarthy, John Sattler, uh, Ray Brannigan, um, Ron Coote, all those blokes, and yeah, you know, I was a bit. Uh, bit daunting at that stage, but um, I got through it all right, surprisingly. That's awesome. Uh, Angus, mate, do you have a few questions for Graham? Yeah, I was going to say, like, it would have been very daunting being, you know, a freshy 17-year-old boy, basically, playing against a uh, South Sydney team at the peak of their powers in the early 70s there. Um, uh, yeah, you pretty much answered that you got through it, but uh, how was the whole experience of coming up against such a massively star-studded team? Well, very, uh, very hard, actually. You know, it was, I, I, I say, daunting, uh, which it was. But, uh, you know, I had blokes on, on my side. You know, I've seen uh, Bob Fulton, Malcolm Reilly, you know, blokes like that that were, uh, Billy Hamilton, uh, that were uh, there to, to help me and, and get me uh, get me through that, that game. So, you know, it was, uh, it was very difficult. Um, but uh, we made it. Very nicely done. That's uh, that's awesome. Like especially in such a tough era of footy, where uh, you know there were basically no rules in the seventies. Like fighting was allowed. 
all that jazz, uh, massive hits, high yeah. shots galore. So um, you did a very good job to survive. And the following year, as a young 18-year-old, you played in your first grand final for Manly, which was the start of a decade of dominance, I would add. And uh, just what was the experience like being, you know, in your, in your freshman season, playing in your first grand final and winning your first grand final? Well, that was uh, that was very, very interesting, you know, in, in the fact that, uh, you know, second year there and, you know, you always... Um, Remember your first, and that was a uh, a great um, great effort to to play in a grand final in Sydney, in the virtually the my first full year of uh, first grade, um, and we were uh, yeah we we were a very good side um, in the fact that you know with uh, some of the blokes I mentioned before in in Bob Fulton and and Malcolm really and. Uh, Terry Randall had, had uh, moved from the centres to second row. So, you know, all those sort of... Uh, and, and and we got John O'Neill over from South. So that was a very big plus for Manly, John O'Neill. Yeah, he was a massive um, signing for Manly. In fact, Manly made a lot of massive signings in that era to be known as, you know, the silver tails of the competition, um, buying players all over the competition. Um CJ, do you have anything to add about uh, the 1972 Premiership year? I'm not a mega Manly fan, so I don't know too much about Manly. But from what I've heard, it was definitely um, an early decade of dominance for Manly. And um, and very big congratulations to you, Graeme, for winning the grand final, your first grand final, at just the ripe age of 18, where a lot of players, even nowadays, don't get that chance. They make it sometimes, but they don't win. Do you believe that sometimes it takes... You to you got to lose one to win one. Do you believe in that old NRL, you know, grand final adage? It, it always is a uh, a very sad affair when when you lose. I did lose two right at the end of uh, at dominance in '82 and '83, and I, I realise how how bad it is to lose a grand final. But um, you know, a lot of people say you've got to lose one to win one. Tommy Rodonicus always tells me that I lost one and I never got a chance to win one. So it's a, a bit uh, bit hard in that respect. But, you know, it's always uh, to play in a grand final, whether you win or lose, is a, a huge effort. 100%. Because it's, yeah, because it, you know, a lot of people don't even get a chance to, uh, to play in one. So, you know, win or lose... You make a grand final, it's a big achievement for you. Yeah, agreed 100% as, as just mentioned. I've got a few fun questions for you to steer away from the career side of things for a bit. How do you like your steak cooked? Oh, um, medium rare. That's the best answer. I've only ever had one <laughs> I've only ever had one um, player so far tell me rare, and that's fair enough. But as long as it's not blue and still mooing, it's good. <laughs> no, that's Did my you brother. Say, um, it's rare that you get to ask this question and... <laughs> that was a great well, one. It, it is a bit of a rare question, yeah. It is, yeah. Um, and it's just fun to ask, you know, to t- um, make it a bit more of a light-hearted sort of thing. Um, another fun question I've got is, what is your favourite alcoholic beverage? Is it a type of beer or a spirit? Or well, it, uh, right at this particular time, I'm not drinking. So I had I had a uh, open heart surgery in May. I haven't had a had uh, been having a drink since then. Uh, beforehand, it was it was beer. Nice. And what was your beer of choice? Uh, 
twoies. Yes, um, good stuff. And you would have had a twoies or two after those grand final wins in the 70s, wouldn't you? Oh, we, we did. We had quite a few. <laughs> you had quite a fewies. And um, speaking of those uh, grand final victories back in the 1970s, you were lucky enough to win four of them back in the day. Um, I just want, was just wondering if uh, any of them sort of stuck out more than others to you in terms of quality, in terms of how well you played or how well the celebrations went, the coaches' praisal, stuff like that? Um, I think, uh, well, a lot, a lot of people still talk about the 1973 grand final against Cronulla where, um, you know, it was a bit of a bloodbath in, in the fact that, uh, you know, little Tommy Bishop uh, knew that the only way that Cronulla could really beat us was to put us off our game. And uh, he went out and, and he uh, stirred our forwards up by going in and giving them a little bit of a, a clip around the ear and, then ran straight behind Cliff Watson, who uh, who had to uh, take on all our blokes. So it was a um, uh, it was a bit of a as I said a bit of a bloodbath. I, I learned a lot standing at fullback because uh, you know you see um, John O'Neill and Malcolm really both both uh, hard hard nuts, and they they were doing quite a bit of uh, belting in that time and. Uh, and I, I learned a fair bit by standing back there and watching. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You would have had the best seat in the house when it comes to watching all the biff and barge of the 73 grand final. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, but um, Bozo Fulton scored a couple of ripper tries in that grand final too to help Manly win. And uh, he was a fantastic player for Manly as a whole. What were your favourite memories of playing with Bozo? Um, I think uh, oh, the main thing was his speed. And agility that uh, you know got him around the field, got him into uh, places that um, where he could get the ball off someone, and and he was uh, giving a little bit of a an opening, and and he was through it, and uh, and they couldn't catch him. It was uh, simple as that, and he uh, he's got a great try in the '73 uh, one right in the corner when Steve Rogers was coming across in cover defence, but. He just couldn't get to Bozo. So, you know, his, uh, his speed was uh, probably the biggest thing and and his ability to to read where uh, he could he had to be to get the ball and, and go in and score a try, whether it be on the side of the field or in the middle. You know, he was always there to pick up that, that ball and score. Yeah, absolutely. He was a fantastic player, very agile, a wonderful playmaker and... Yeah, part of the massive dynasty. I, I believe um, CJ's got something to say. Yeah, mate, i just got a few more questions before we wrap it up. First question would be, after playing for Manly and ending your playing career, you then touched into a little bit of the coaching side. Uh, what was it like coaching? Well, I only got to coach reserve grade. Um, that was when uh, up at uh, the Chargers and, and Gold Coast Seagulls. And, okay. But uh, I enjoyed it. I, I really did, um, you know, Learning off uh, people like Malcolm Clift was um, the first great coach mm-hmm. when it was Gold Coast Seagulls, yep. and then uh, Phil Economides yep. was the first great coach when uh, I was reserve grade coach at the Chargers, and and it was it was terrific. You know, you, you learn from from these blokes, mm-hmm. and uh, I, had a, I had a good time there. It was you know 
Phil was a different bloke than Malcolm Clift and, you know, um, but I think that the thing I learned a lot from, from a coach was Frank Stanton, who okay. um, he knew how to um, manage the players. Yeah. Um, I think the same as what, you know, Wayne Bennett does now. Yep, yep. Um, you know, he's a very good uh, uh, player manager in that respect. Um, but Frank would, uh, like, I, I was I was always okay in copying a bit of a roast off the coach. Yep. And uh, that didn't worry me. I, I could cop that and I, I kept playing or training. But uh, someone like um, Johnny Gibbs. Okay. Who, um, who if Frank had a go at him, in front of all the other blokes, his head would go down. Yep. And um, you know he was, a, he'd have to then pull him aside, and and have a chat to him. So Frank yep. knew how to handle them, and and I always learned that from from him that uh, you know you always tried to you know know your players. Yeah, nice. That's probably what I'm trying to say. Speaking of knowing your players, um, I actually interviewed a few hours ago a former player that was coached by you at the Gold Coast Chargers, Troy Campbell, and he had nothing but good words to say about you. <laughs> um, uh, Smiley. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a terrific bloke, Smiley, and I was only uh, oh, I was up at um, Orange yep. doing a uh, thing for Ronald McDonald House. Oh, wow. Uh, probably 12, 18 months ago. Yep, and uh, I had uh, I had breakfast with Smiley. He's a terrific bloke. He really is. Um, I've got a few more questions, and then I'll I'll give it over to Ango to wrap it up for us. Um, basically, first of all, where did the nickname Wombat come from? Uh, Fred Jones, who was okay. the captain at Manly. Yep. Um, and when I first went down there, we their start for training each day was a game of touch, and mm-hmm. Bob Fulton and Freddie Jones were the captains and they'd pick it and I was the last one standing there and Freddie Jones said oh get over here wombat head I'll have you <laughs> and uh, and that was basically it the wombat head sort of stuck there for oh you know a couple of weeks and then they got the boys got sick and tired of uh, wombat head it just uh, got cut to wombat so. yeah no that's fair enough um, and I got one last question before Ango actually has a story for you and for the podcast. Um, for this, oh, I don't know which question I want to ask, but I'll go with, is there anything you miss and don't miss about playing the game and coaching the game? Jeez, oh, um, I've got to say, I miss the money they're getting now. <laughs> <laughs> Tenfold. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think the, the camaraderie that you, you had with... Um, playing with your mates and coaching your mates and all that sort of thing is uh is a great uh, a great thing and you know it was uh always a um a good thing when you you know i know things have changed now but we used to play and you'd go uh, go over to the club and have a couple of beers with your mates and and that sort of thing but um you you're always uh, good friends i'm still friends with all a lot of people now, and not necessarily man, ex-Manly players or old Manly players. Um, you know, Tommy Rodonikis and I are, are very good friends. Oh, wow. And, and uh, you know, that was uh, that was one thing about uh, the Silver Tails. Uh, I remember I had a house at Cromer, which is a brick veneer, 
single story and um, when I went over to Tommy's at he was at Blacktown had a double story double brick uh, pool with a spa and a pool oh, far and out. Um, and I said to him there's the who's the uh, silver tail now <laughs> so but no it's, it's that's probably the the thing that you know you you miss the camaraderie every every week and and that sort of thing that uh, the big the big thing that I miss out of rugby league now that's fair enough, and I'm going to cross it over to Angus to um, regale you of a story that he has about his father, which is regarding Manly and yourself. Uh, take okay. it over, Ango. Yeah, I reckon you'll enjoy this one, Wombat. Uh, so my, my dad, basically, he's been a massive Manly fan pretty much his whole life. His first grand final, actually, he attended was the 1972 grand final uh, against Easts that um, we obviously won. Um, so he's been really into Manly his whole life, but, um, uh, I understand you and your family lived at Woiwoi, you grew up on the coast as a Woiwoi boy, and, yep. um, my dad's, uh, some of his family lived in Woiwoi, and he was staying with his nephew, Brett, there's only a couple of years difference between them, because my dad's the youngest of ten, and, uh, uh, Brett's, uh, the son of one of his older siblings, and, uh, I remember Brett's family knew your parents because, you know, back then, 70s, Aussie country town, everyone knows everyone. And my dad was telling me in 1976, uh, him and Brett were going around the streets just being little rat bags and they decided to pop in and visit your parents' place. So they knocked on the door. Uh, I think your mum answered and invited them inside. And there you were sitting at the table and you were all having a family roast dinner that my dad and um, his nephew Brett interrupted. And my dad, <laughs> he says to this day, he he says, you wouldn't believe it, Angus, how starstruck I was to see probably the best fullback in the world sitting at the table having roast chicken. And uh, <laughs> um, he's still got, he signed a small card for him and he still got it in he, one of his old albums. And when he heard that you were coming on the Final Tackle podcast today, he got me to... Um, recite this story to you and I've got a photo of the card here he didn't let me bring the actual card yeah he didn't let me bring the actual card because it's probably his most prized possession but it says simply to Greg all the best Graham Edie so uh, I just was wondering if there's anything you'd like to say to Greg probably uh, I'd like to say one of your biggest fans <laughs> mate I, I would yeah that was uh, that was terrific and and I do remember that that uh, my mother and father were, uh, well, every, every time some young kid or that would, you know, come near the place or they, they'd always go in and, okay, there's, there's no, uh, there wasn't any, um, oh, what, what, uh, what the Americans have, uh, where they go around trick-or-treat or anything like that yeah. back then, but, Mum always had some lollies or a biscuit or a little cake that she had there if any of the kids were about and she'd uh she'd she'd look after them and and feed them and um unfortunately mum died eleven years ago but Rest uh, in peace. the old man's still going and um he's uh he's he's doing all right, he's just turned ninety two. Oh wow so, um <laughs> I'll, when next time I go go and visit him, I'll uh, I'll mention the story. 
Oh, wonderful. Um, I've just got one more thing to ask before I um, pass it over back to Ango to finish it off. Is Do you have any advice for any young young kids or young adults wanting to try and make it in the league and, and in general for life advice? Oh, look, um, life ad- advice, I, I think, uh, respect. Um, you know, there's, there's at the moment, uh, what you... Uh, what you see a lot on TV and all that is there's not a lot of respect from from young young kids nowadays. Um, or the ones that do have it are, are the ones that are brought up well. So you know it, um, it's very uh, it's very hard out there in the big uh, the big world. Um, so if you've got respect for your elders and uh, you can bring your kids up with respect for the elders. Then you've been successful. Uh, for rugby league, it's a it's a hard line getting in there now. Um, you know, it uh, there's a there's a lot of money out there to be earned, but you've got to be uh, prepared to put the hard work in and and uh, do the do the training, the uh, speed and, and uh, strength and agility. You got to have the whole lot to uh, to be successful. So. If you're going to go out there and, and give it a be, your best shot, work on all those three three um, things and, and you're a chance. Well, honestly, that was wonderful. On behalf of myself, I'm going to say thank you very much for joining us here at the Final Tackle Podcast and I will get Ango to finish it off with any question that he has to ask you, whether it's a personal question because he's a big fan or whatever. So take it away, Ango. Well, I've got nothing really to say um, else to say, Graham, apart from it's been an absolute pleasure uh, uh, talking to you as a massive Manly fan, have been all my life. It's an absolute privilege. I'd just like to say thank you so much for coming on the show. You're a tip-top bloke, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you very much, uh, both of you, and and uh, let's hope that... Uh, well, let's, let's hope Manly go all right next year. Yeah. Yep, 100%. Good kids coming through. Yeah, actually, just quickly, Graham, what do you, um, our prospects are for the 2020 season in terms of winning the Premiership? Well, I know we've got a few uh, problems with injuries during the off-season, like your two Trebojeviches and, um, and that that are struggling. But I think once we get through those first three or four rounds, um, we, can, we, can be, uh, we can be a problem to all the others. Awesome. Well, I, I hope you're right, and uh, go Manly for 2020. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Wombat. Thank you very hey much, Hey, guys, mate. thanks very much. Um, anytime, I'm available. Thank you very much, mate. Take it easy. <laughs>